Hello and welcome to Ditchit, home of 12-time champion trainer Paul Nichols. Our John Bitter man himself to talk through his array of stars looking ahead to the upcoming National Hunt season. And Paul, what better place to start than the established chasers, the ones that come back year after year that we all enjoy so much. And there can only be one starting point, Clan de Zobo. Yeah, no, Clan um, had a great season last year. Um, didn't quite go to plan in the King George. Um, and... Um, you just got a bit lazy, got behind it, never, everything didn't work out quite right. And um, we decided after that, perhaps put some cheap pieces on him just to sharpen him up a little bit. But Harry always felt that that's probably what he needed. And it just sometimes it just does make a big difference. Some of those horses get a bit lazy in their style of racing and always think they've done plenty. So we then went on to Newbury after that as a prep really for going to um, Aintree and Punchestown, which were my targets. I always thought I wanted to run them at Punchestown. I always thought that would suit him well. And it, it probably should have won at Newbury that day. He wasn't fully wound up, nowhere near, but he still ran a good one. But you have sort of thought jumping the last, he pricked his ears and thought he was going to win. In secret, his vest or his stable, mate. Bloody dug deep and kept going and beat him ahead. Um, and I never wouldn't want to repeat what Harry Cobden said then, but it, it was meaning we needed to put some headgear on the next day, which we did. We put the cheap pieces on at Aintree and transformed him, really. It meant you could ride him positively the way I thought he should be ridden, use his jumping and his stamina get the race won and he, he was brilliant that day and then went on to punch us down and you know, that was an awesome day winning that race. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that here right now. He was, you know, of course, going on to take on Album Photo in his backyard. Yeah. Cheltenham had gone the way it had gone with the Irish being so dominant. It, it was seen as a very punchy move from you to send him there to take on the best of the Irish on their own home patch. So I can only imagine this gave a, a great amount of personal satisfaction. I did and I mean, for a lot of people actually, but I always felt this, this track would suit him very well and he galloped and stayed, and he was fresh, really, because we missed Cheltenham with him. Um, and, he, he, you know, to, to be album photo on his own patch was good. He was brilliant that day. Sam gave him a great ride, and, yeah, obviously, we got an enormous amount of pleasure from that. And I know it's a strange thing to say for a two-time King George winner, but do you feel that those t last two performances last season, they really represent his, his arrival at the, you know, the very top table? Yeah, it's, it's funny you should say that, having won two King Georges, but I think it probably did. There's probably an opinion that he might have been a bit soft and was a sort of could be a bit of a bridle horse, but he, he put all that behind him. And you know, you look at his his record now; he's second to none. And to be honest with you, he's still a young horse with plenty in the tank yet. He could add to it further yet. Yeah, like you say, he's he's been obviously been around for quite a while, but it's, it seems to be a, have been a bit of a learning process with him, even through last season and now learning all you did last season. You know, do you have a, like a very specific plan in mind for the upcoming campaign? Yeah, you know, it's amazing with these horses, you never stop learning about them. I always thought we probably had Corto at his very best when he was won his last bet for Chase and his last um, King George, you know. You, you never stop learning about them. We've just sort, sort of, you know, changed plans and done different things and probably trained them differently. You've got to have a target in your mind. When Punchestown Africa was also in my mind after Newbury and then Aintree. Um, and, you know, the longevity of them is keeping them sound as well. And so we're not going to over, overdo him this year. He's been to the Betfair Chase the last two years and, and had hard races. And you knew he had a hard race. So this year, we're going to go straight to Kempton on Boxing Day. That would be his, um, his first run of the season, getting fresh. So we actually haven't sat on him yet. We, we, he's been, he came in a month later than the others. He's done a few weeks on the walker and he's going to start work very soon with a view to having bang on for his life at Kempton on Boxing Day. And then he'll go to Newbury. Uh, for the Denman chase and then he'll go to Aintree and end up at Punches and that's the plan anyway. Okay and sure look 
I know we can all get a little bit Cheltenham centric, I suppose, but I suppose the evidence is in the book. It's not. It doesn't seem to be his bag. You, you seem to have a strong view that it's not his bag, and sure, there's probably great comfort in having those four targets, big red circles around them, from in terms of from your point of view, in terms of conditioning to get him right where you want him for those targets. Exactly. Yeah. You just look at his record now. He's, he's never won at Cheltenham. He probably slightly underperforms at Cheltenham. Um, so quite honestly, if they don't perform at Cheltenham, there's no point going then, as we proved. You know, you can if you could go and win at Aintree and punch us down and be competitive with those two races, they're, they're, you know, they're big races on their own. Well, if Clandis Obo is the, the here and now, the proven tip-top Group 1 performer, you certainly have a bunch that have the potential to get into that bracket in the coming season. Hitman is one I definitely want to hear about. Yeah, Hitman's a horse I've, I've, I've loved from the first day we ever had him. Um, he, he, he was obviously a four-year when, when he made his debut last year over fences at Foss last, leaving a great impression on us all. And, um, you know, he's very good at that, but very inexperienced. He made the odd little jump-in mistake, but uh, you know, he hadn't done a lot of racing in France. But he, he travelled extremely well, and we were sort of well excited with that. And then he went to, to Sandan and ran in Henry VIII on probably his second run over fences. And Dan's horse definitely got a run on us a little bit because Harry was, you know... R r Harry was quite rightly looking after him a little bit down those railway fences because, you know, for his a bit of an experience. And we got a little bit behind and stayed on strongly, finished second. That sort of, um, that was a very, very good run. Then he fell, unfortunately, when travelling extremely well in the Silly Isles. Went to Newbury here, as you can see, and had a nice run round. Um, we, we, we opted to miss Cheltenham because I felt he wasn't experienced enough. And like now, the five-year-old as he was then, don't get an allowance anymore at Cheltenham. So we, we thought we'd bypass that and go for the grade one at Aintree. Um, and looked like that day at Aintree, jumping the last and everywhere around that he was going to win. And I don't think he quite got home that day. He got left in front and was a little bit exuberant. But I think the biggest thing with him is now he's, he's had another summer. He's going to get better as, he's, as he gets stronger. Still only five years old. Yeah, and that, that was what I was going to ask you, Paul, because I know you, I heard you describe him a number of times last season as, as a big baby, you know. And you watched that run at Aintree. And he seemed to do plenty early on, yeah, and yeah. he certainly looked the winner. Got a little yeah. bit tired. That was two and a half miles. Are you would tripwise? Like given how he shaped at Aintree, are you keen to give him another crack at two and a half? Or one day, um, he's got definitely enough boot and jump ability to win over two without a shadow of doubt. Um, so we'll probably start him off in the Holden Gold Cup. I think that would be a, a great starting point. Two mile, one and a half, whatever it is, race we love. Hopefully, he's got a nice mark, um, and that would tell us a, a little bit where we go after that. Um, could be a Tingle Creek, or it could might you know step him up to two and a half. But you know, just watching the race at Aintree, as we said there, he travelled oh so well, um, and just he was actually a little bit lonely wandering about there a little bit in front going to the last. And you'd have to say he probably just got about outstayed from the last. Um, as much as anything, I think if that was if those two horses are a year older than him, if he'd have been a year older, he might have beaten them. I, w I certainly wouldn't be afraid to take on either of those two horses ever again. And physically. Are you happy with how he's done over the summer? Yeah, he's done very well. Um, he had a nice long break. He looks big. Well, he's not a big, heavy horse. He he he's like a fit-looking horse. He, he doesn't carry, so he doesn't need massive amount of work. Um, he he jumps nicely, and um, as I said, I think actually it'll be a great starting point. November the second. That's the plan. And re just you know, reading between the lines, even through last season, despite you considering him a big baby. I, I, I always got the impression you really like him. Like where, like in your mind's eye, if 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 you dare say, like where are you dreaming he might end up? You know, in two years' time, we'll say. Well, who knows? I mean, it'll be interesting. To see. I remember Corto started off at the same age, ran in a Holden Gold Cup, and then the, that season after, we started off at going to Old Roan, 
and then we stepped him up again and went on. I'm not saying he's called a star, so we don't want any comparisons, which I normally <laughs> do. But he, he, he may be a little bit like him in the fact that we'll stay at two for two and a quarter next year, perhaps a step him up in trip. And eventually, when he does learn to relax and get stronger, he will get, he will get a trip without a shadow of doubt. But, you know, he, he, he's still young. And the thing is not to overface him and not to, you know, I, there needs to be plenty in the tank because when he's seven or eight, he stays in one piece, he's going to be awesome. Gotcha. Well, in terms of one that, that could potentially go a bit further in time, one, I, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that may well stay around the minimum trip is Grenatine, who had a fabulous season at the back, last back campaign. Yeah, I mean, he improved so much from when he won his first chase, I think, of a rating, it may be 135 around about Asker in heavy ground. Um, and they just kept improving and improving. And last year, we won the Holden Gold Cup with him first time up. Um, that was the target with him. He did that well. Um, I'll stop you there, Paul. When you, when you started off last season with him, he was rated 151. At that stage, could you have envisaged him getting to where he ended up? Or is he, has he surprised you? Well, he's what, 168 now, isn't yeah. he? I know. Well, he, all the way along the line, he's gone. Yeah, he had some, I, 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 I always thought he might be champion chase horse, but it's, it's all very well thinking it. They've got to go and prove it. But as he got better and once he learned to settle, that's been the key to him is beginning to settle a little bit. If you watch him when he ran in the game spirit, he ran far, far too free. He was never, Harry got off in a bit of a strop and said, oh, he, didn't, he, he didn't give me a good ride, doesn't settle. And he, 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 that day he was far too free, but then that race took the freshness on, ran much better at Cheltenham. He was only beat like two lengths, I think. And if we, we could have actually arguably made more use of him. Yes. But we didn't, and then we went to Sandown, and they went flat out at Sandown. There was no pace in the chamber. Altior went off and they went a million and he never he just relaxed from the start and then we saw the best of him you know and i tell you paul that's a race i'd like you to talk us through a little bit because mm. they, they, i found this race so fascinating because altior they'd been coming and going with him all mm. season and they, they ran on this day obviously and they set out no messing no. cheek pieces on clear lead from the outset yeah. your horse is a fellow that needs to be relaxed you watching this race standing up in the stands i assume watching it at what point are you starting to say to yourself, oh Lord, this is Altior in front of us here. Do we really want to give him this much row? Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. It was fairly obvious, you know, they had him ready. A lot of it in his favour. He obviously stayed strong, Altior. He had the ground he likes and he was fresh and well. So he, he, he obviously, if he performed back to his best, was going to be the one to beat probably. And, and I was thinking, oh, these lot have let him go really. And if you just notice, Bryony has just winged the downhill fence and thought, I'm going to get after him now because... Mm. You know, he isn't going to stop. She'd worked out what was going on. Yeah. So she's, it didn't take long to switch onto the back of him and follow him into the straight, whip up his inner, which she obviously enjoyed very nicely, <laughs> and one, one going away nicely. So it was a great riding performance, but the race suited him because it went quick and he relaxed. Yeah, and that, that must have been a beautiful sight. Jump on the pond fence, wings it, oh, nick, yeah. nicks, the, nicks the inner. Absolutely magic. And it was, it was a matter, nearly a matter of how far from there. Yeah, and you know it was good. And it, you know we've always always thought he was good. Obviously, and his record says he's good now. And he's just got to relax, and he will start off in the Holden Gold Cup this year. But his his aim is the Tingle Creek. Okay, that's his aim. So he's going to need a run just to get the take the freshness off him, really. Because gotcha. if you went to the Tingle Creek first time, you could be a bit free and a bit fresh. So if he goes to Holden Gold Cup, we've often used that as a route for horses that have won Tingle Creeks. Go there, and look, he's not going to win off 168 unless he's improved another £10, because first time out would be a hard thing to do. But you've got to run them somewhere. So that would be his prep race en route to the Tingle Creek.
And that, that's the thing now, because I know you've probably spent the horse's whole career trying to get him to relax, get him to settle. Now he's settling better. Is there any little thought niggling in the back of your mind, ooh, could we try him at two and a half, or...? Well, he's, I think he's one over two and a half. He'd definitely get mm. a trip. We, he, once he does switch off, he will be, um, he will be well capable. You, to, you know, to be a good two-miler, you have to stay two and a half. Mm. They've got to be what I call staying two-milers. And now he's switching off, he's going to be more effective. We can ride him a little bit. I mean, I actually wouldn't be afraid to make the run in, 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 a, in, a, in a good race on him now because he gallops and jumps. So, you, you know, tactically, we've learned a little bit about him. And if he's improved, you know, he, he's going to be right in the mix. So is there, is there any two and a halves in your mind for him? Or are you happy to blast away two and see, take it as it comes? I started two and see how we go from there. I mean, it's always some route we can go down. I mean, if you know, you're talking Cheltenham a long way off now. Um, you'd obviously have an entry in the champion chase, but you wouldn't be afraid to have an entry in the Ryanair as well. But I think to step up from two to two five for these horses is quite a big ask. Um, and I don't. I think he's got loads of speed, and I don't think you you know need to worry. As I said, I wouldn't be afraid in a minute to do a politologue and let him bowl along because he gallops and stays. Well, you mentioned the Ryanair chase there, Paul. Gives us a great chance to segue into a former winner of that race, Frodon, who's just been the most remarkable horse. Yeah, remarkable. It just amazed me his progress and 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 where he's ended up and winning a King George. Well, I suppose he keeps surprising everybody, including us and everybody on Boxing Day, but. He just does keep winning, you know, and um, he's tough, he's genuine, he keeps galloping, he, he never knows when he's beaten. I think Captain, he got a, a, a soft lead in front, but then again, he, he turned in, in, having been in front a long way, and, and you can actually see here he quickens away from, you know, right the way to line. And Clan had had a lot to do, he was too far out of his ground, he loves to be in front turning in. St. Calvados, who I've now got, looked a big danger, and he probably didn't get quite home that day. Um, waiting patiently, stayed on strong, he's too far behind. So Frodon had had the run of the race, he was in the right place. And look at him now, I mean, he's storming away at the end of it all. Yeah, and, and, and farm guys like me, you know, I can, can often wind people up, Paul, will say this, that, well, this day, you know, a number of the market leaders underperformed, you know, Frodon took advantage of it. That's the story of his life, isn't it? He, yeah. he turns up, he does his thing, and if the others disappoint, that's, that's none of his business, he goes and does his thing. Exactly. And, and his performance at Chant on the start of last season, carrying a huge weight and a handicap, just made me, th which I didn't think was going to happen that day, made me think he's obviously at the top draw. And he, he, he this year will, um, I, at the moment I'm, I'm going to go to Dan Raw, because um, I think the track will suit him very well first time, and he'll be ready for his life. He won't be just going for a day out, he'll be going ready for his life, because that's a proper race for him. And then he'll go to Kempton. And with a view to, with a view to Down Royal, Paul, I suppose a lot of Irish trainers will use that as a stepping stone. But like you say, if you, if you have your lad fired up and ready to rumble, you, you might just make him go. Yeah, we, you know, it's a race we won a, a, a number of times um, over the years. And, you, you know, if you're going for a race like that, you know, a horse like him, that, you know, that's, a, that's it, a race you want to be winning. You want to just go for a day out and then, then he's tough and that. And I don't see any point running him before the King George go to Kempton. Then after Christmas begs the question, what do you do? Because... Um, you know, there's, a, there's the race at Kempton that he's won a time or two, over two and a half, but really he does want three now. He's not going to win a Gold Cup. He's proved that this year. His style of running doesn't suit a Gold Cup. He, he hasn't got the toe to win a Ryanair anymore. So I think the Leopardstown race at the end of February, the Dublin Festival, would suit him well. You think now, actually, there's only five runners. Yeah. Ken Boy won it. And I like to think, well, you know, you'd have to put Froden right in the mix. Now, the track would be brilliant for a big galloping left-handed track. So I'm dead keen to go to, you know, go out there with him and then make a plan in the spring. You know, he may have to take on Clan. He don't, no point going to Aintree because he hates Aintree, but couldn't take, you know, join Clan and go to Punchestown.
you know, and I think if he went to Leopardstown, he'd get a great reception there. It's always a great meeting, huge crowd, Dublin Racing Festival. And as we've seen many, many times over the years, you know, the Irish, they like their own, of course, but they, I think the, the good English horses always get a, a great reception when they come. And it's great to see them thrown into the mix there. Yeah, we won it a few times as well, you know, with, with Neptune's won it and it was a bit unlike, but I, I mean, I'd definitely enter them as well at Christmas because you've got to have a few options with them all now and mm. sometimes not, no point to each other taking on each other all the time if you can go somewhere else and, and see what's going on. I suppose there's a few novices coming on through, which will be quite interesting, but yeah, I mean, he's a tough genuine horse who keeps giving his all and I can just tell the way he's at the moment, there's plenty left in the tank. And Paul, one of your second season chasers that I know a lot of people will be looking forward to is Next Destination. He disappeared off the face of the earth for a number of years. He's turned back up at you last season and he's done very, very little wrong through the campaign. Yeah, um, he, he was amazing also really. He, he um, obviously had a number of injuries. He'd had a pelvic injury, had a very bad um, overreach where he severed, nearly severed his tendon. And Malcolm and his team had given him loads and loads of time, lots of rehab and... He joined us last June and Malcolm just said, you know, the horse comes first. If you can get him on the track, it'd be a miracle, first of all. But just look after him. And Cliff and I thought it was a fair challenge and spent a lot of time in working different things with him and um, managed to get him fairly fit and went to Weatherby just to, thought it was a nice starting point to go over hurdles with him just to get a run into him. And actually surprised us, he ran really well and he was second to Dan's good mare, ran really well. I thought, oh. So I said to Malcolm then on the way home from Weatherby, we're going to go to Newbury next for the, you know, the novice chase on, on Hennessy Day, the Labrick Day. Um, and that was his debut over fences and jumped right there and stayed on and won. And I suppose when they've been off for so long, and I know he'd been with Willie Mullins previously and got to a very high level, yeah. you know, there can't be too many of those that leave at a high level and come back and get, you know, get back and even beyond their previous level. It was remarkable, really. Yeah, it was remarkable. It just shows testament to the horse and his ability. But he, he's got it all. He, he, he jumps, he's got a touch of class. And as Ruby said to me, he stays longer than mother-in-law. Um, he would gallop all day and he doesn't mind how soft it is. So my plan this year is, you know, it's always, you always got to bear in mind week by week, you've got to make sure you don't have problems. But, but no point wrapping him in cotton wool because he's got to be ready to go and um, be fit to, to do his job. He looks amazing at the moment. Harry rode him this morning and said, my God, he feels brilliant. So we've got to keep him like that. And um, we're going to go for the Betfair Chase at Haydock first time up. He'll have an entry for the Labrick, obviously, because, you know, that's the week after as an option. But the Betfair Chase at Haydock would suit him well, especially if the ground was like it was last year. It's a small field, which will suit him. He's slightly better left-handed. And the trip now three, it's really three, one and a half, nearly three and a quarter at Haydock now would suit him well. So that's a challenge we're looking forward to starting him in and um, could be a very interesting horse. Kempton wouldn't suit him. He wouldn't go to Kempton. He, he, he wants a stiff galloping track. And would you be hopeful? You know, look, it's a, it's a step up to make, but would you be hopeful they could get in, in amongst the better staying chasers around? Yeah, I, I think on soft ground, definitely. Um, I think there's more to come from him yet. He can have an entry in all those good races. And just, he'll tell us, my view is he'll tell us whether he's a Gold Cup horse or a Grand National horse. He could be very interested in entry. You know, it stay forever, jumps well, softest ground nowadays, because obviously you have to look after the course. So he could be interested, but his next few runs will tell us where we end up and where we're going. But he, he stays well, and there's a real nice race in him. Okay. And just to cast the mind back quickly to pre Cheltenham with him last season. You had the choice of the National Hunt Chase and the RSA Chase. You, you've said that you, you feel he stays very well. Was yeah. that a tough decision? And do you think you may, I know, we, we don't always like to look back, but do you feel you made the right decision? No, I think we did actually. I think probably as it turned out, the RSA wasn't as strong as, but we didn't know what was gonna happen in the race. 
and now perhaps we perhaps thought it, what we, we if we'd have run in that we'd obviously try to make more use of him. I think even in the race he ran in, they didn't go quick enough for him. I mean, we should have probably made more use of him, and he just got you know done for a little bit of toe from the back of the last, stayed on strongly, but ran really well. In in either he would have preferred the ground if it had been that much more of a, a test of stamina, and that's what he needs. So I, I I'm not sure we made the right decision, but would we have won the other race? We'd have probably finished second. Who knows? So we we it, we may not have won either of the two races, but he ran really good, solid races, you know. And give us an insight now into the, the to the Nichols decision making process. Something like that, you know, is this is this something that you all sit around a table and hammer it out? Is it something that's made relatively quickly? Well, no, I think Malcolm and I spoke at length about what we were what we were thinking. Um, Malcolm was always keen to go for the RSA, and then I sort of said, "Well, look, we need to have the other races an option, especially as as Harry can ride him. It's not an, an amateur riders race now, um, so we it was a last minute decision." Then, so I said to Malcolm, "Okay, yeah, let's go for the RSA. Let's go and have a go." And then Malcolm said, "Well, I think perhaps you know you write the other races." Is I said, well, look, let's let, let let's just see who's going to declare, who's going to run, look at the weather forecast, which is important, and make a decision. So in the end, we decided to go for the one race, and I don't know he ran an absolute cracking race, really. Um, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. Would we have won the other race? Perhaps at three miles, we might not have done around that track. Probably wouldn't have been enough stamina for him. But I suppose the thing is, I know he's a little bit older now, but he's only had a handful of runs over fences. You know, you'd hope. There'd be natural progression there as he gets more experience, especially at the sort of level he was sort of parachuted into from the out from the outset. Yeah, and I think it'll be easier for us to train him this year because we had the handbrake on a bit last year and we had to go over a long period of time to get him on the track. We know what we've got now to deal with, and I think it'll be easier to get him very well. And obviously, because to Haydock, he'll be ready for his life. Excellent. And Paul, that's the established chasers. We now move on to the novice chasers, the next generations, the one that could potentially be the next one. And the one I'd like to start with is Mac Fabulous, a horse I remember at the beginning of last season. You were hoping it could make up into a world hurdle horse or Slayer's hurdle horse, I should say. Um, perhaps stamina maybe came, fell a little bit short for him, but what are you expecting from him this season over fences? Well, first of all, he's had a breathing operation in the summer because I always felt something was just stopping him a fraction. Like at Newbury, if you look at the race again, you'd think he's all over the window going to the last. And he, he, he didn't quite stay on. Um, as well as I might, as I felt, um, and I think it fought well on on the very very testing ground. He wasn't really happy in entry. He definitely travelled extremely well and didn't didn't really pick up. And and we were just starting to think that the, his breathing is catching him a fraction. So he's had a breathing operation, which could make huge improvement in him. Um, but he's always been brilliant at Kempton on those flat tracks. He loved those 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 sort of courses. Um, I, I've got I got no doubt that he'll get three miles when he's right because you know some you know, like here in the rail kill all he does is stay on strongly and when he won his bumper and one thing and another. Um, so I think there'll be a lot to come from him um, over fences this year, and he'd be a great one to. So I I've got in my mind to start in Newbury the elaborate meeting, the big meeting there with two and a half miles or even three, um, and then possibly aim it. Um, like the Feltham over Christmas because a flat trap would suit him very nicely. Um, and he could be one that you might miss Cheltenham actually and go to Aintree with and, and then perhaps on the punches. I'm not convinced Cheltenham suits him. He's one of those horses that does excel on a flat track. So that's a, But that could just be because if breathing, a horse has got an issue with the breathing, you'll find out more at Cheltenham because you're up and down hill than you are on a level track. Okay, and did, so, he, have, did he have one of the bigger surgeries? Or? I, he had a, a soft palate core tree and a hop day, so he's had the full works as we call it, but that's what we do with all of them. And, you know, it might just improve him a lot, you know. Um, and, you know, he was hanging quite a bit. He used to hang, always used to hang right-handed all the time. And from my experience over the years, 
Horses that struggle with their breathing always hang right-handed. Okay. Masterminded was a great example in the years that gone by. He used to hang right-handed, rang, put his wind right, and boom, straight as a die. Okay. But that, that could just be something I think is in my head. But I just think we can improve him. I think there's more to come from him, and I think fences will bring out the best in him. Yeah, because personally, I just thought he shaped a bit, kind of oddly at times last yeah. season. You know, he just the, even this day when, when he won the Relkel, he... he, he almost dropped it early and then he's come back alive and he's, he's, he's wheeled around him and ultimately won very well but it just he didn't seem to be shaping the same way he had been the previous season no i think i think you're right but that i mean he wins this very very easy in the end and that's just that's just his style of doing things he doesn't want the ground he doesn't want a real test of stamina in real soft ground he's not it's not ideal for him um and i look back to when he was a novice over hurdles a couple of runs he was really disappointed on soft ground one day asking we we just put it down to he wasn't quite right at the time, but it may have just been the breathing's been just niggling him a little bit, you know, all his career over hurdles. So I'm hoping that we can improve him a lot and just going a bit steadier over fences. I think that may well suit him. Okay, and at this stage, would he have done a lot of schooling over fences? Oh, he's, you know, we do lots and lots of schooling over hurdles, fences, all sorts of different things, and he, he's had plenty of experience. Yeah, and now he'd be ready to go straight off, and I, I'd probably go straight to Newbury with him because I think horses like him want to go on a good track first time rather than go somewhere and get, learn bad habits. So that's my mind having ready for Newbury. Perfect, and I know of last season's novice hurdlers, one that an awful lot of people would be looking forward to is Brave Man's Game. This look, it looks like the bigger fences were always going to be his job. Yeah, well, you know, he he just I was just thinking when we were talking about my fabulous, and he says almost a repeat with the Brave Man's Game. Although I know he would definitely have enough boot to win over short, and we'll probably start him at two and a half. Um, he's a lovely horse. He won his point to point, so he's jumped fences before. Was a little bit disappointed in his bumpers, but a breathing operation with him turned him round, big horse, and he he, he had a great season last year. Um, and um, you know he won the grade one, the Chalo, um, ran very well at Cheltenham. Probably left entry his race behind. I've got no doubt. If he hadn't had a hard race at um, Cheltenham, he'd have probably been fresh and he'd have won at entry. But he, what he did at entry showed he got three miles. Mm. He's got loads of boot. Um, we scored him the other morning. Uh, he's, he's like electric. He's got a huge jump in him. He travels well. And my plan is to go to Wincanton on, I think it's the 6th of November, around then, for the Rising Stars and Novices Chase, which is a very valuable race this year. And that would be a good starting point for him. And, and Paul, looking back at the cello, I know that what I was really taken with was for obviously a big chaser in the making. He was so neat and nimble yeah. at his hurdles. You know, he jumped like a you know a proper hurdler as such, and not a big staying chaser in the making. Well, no, well, if he jumps his fences, and the hurdle's almost got in his way, if he, if he jumps fences like he does at home, um, yeah, he's going to be a very interesting horse. And he just, he just has the most lovely way of yeah. carrying himself, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. It'd really take your eye a mile away. Just yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly thought he would be hard to beat at Cheltenham, but he wasn't good enough that day. Um, I think there's more to come from him yet, and, you know, we look after him. You know, have a good season as a novice. 12 months time he'll be even stronger he'll be a very interesting horse to run in better races yeah and as you know better than anyone getting beat in a in a Cheltenham novice hurdle doesn't hold a horse yeah. back from being a tip top one does it over fences after we look at Demon you know he got beat didn't he in the same race in yeah. the same race um I just so Harry it just you know you just listen to jockey and Harry Harry couldn't believe he got beat actually he said he, he just like he he, he he gave him an amazing field jumped and gallop looked looked over his shoulder going to the second house and there's Rachel there doing a half speed and um, that must be a very, very smart horse. Got to be. Mm, He's oh, got to be. I'd say there's no and doubt. So we got put in our place there. Entry didn't work out. Um, you know, in, in hindsight, 
I, I, when you're novice, you can have a go at those races and probably didn't quite work out in one way or another. But you, look, he's had a summer's break. He's definitely a more mature horse and he's exciting. And come the end of the season, when all is said and done as a novice, what do you think his best trip might be? <sighs> That's good, a good question. He's not short of speed. Um, two and a half miles, I will start anyway, and then we'll make a plan. I mean, I'd say we'd start two and a half, might go to Newbury two and a half. Well, there are other, other races as well. Um, <laughs> I know the owners will be very keen to go to Kempton at Christmas and they could end up having a bit of a clash with um, with um, Fabulous, but I'd, I'd like to keep them apart if I can. Um, I, I don't think there's that too much of a need, or too much of a hurry to go three miles yet with him. He's not short of speed. Okay, and I know he was obviously beaten twice at the back end yeah. of last season, but would you, would you still re retain the same level of faith in him going forward? Absolutely, yeah. You know, just as, as he matures and he gets stronger, he'll only get better. Excellent. And I suppose a slightly different profile of a horse, Paul, that's also going to go chasing this season is three under through five. You'll have to, expl you'll yeah. have to explain the name too. Yeah, yeah, three under through five. Well, um, it's a golfing term. I think Max owns him. I think it was his dad was three under through five in some uh, some golf tournament at Port Rush once upon a time. And it's a golfing, it's all to do with golf. But um, he's done very well this horse. You know, he, he won his bumpers, he won his novice hurdles last season. He did really well in, rocked up here at um, Perth at the end of the season and won really nicely. Stays well. He he definitely would want to go three miles, and he he will be ready fairly early. He may well go to one of the first early meetings, and then quietly progress. He 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 probably wouldn't have the at the moment the same sort of scope and jumping abilities. Perhaps McFabulous and Braveman's game. So we're going to have to do a bit of work on his jumping. He's a bit lax the laser going just gets from A to B quickly, but he just carries his head a little bit high. We need to get him using himself, bending his back and um, jumping well. And so you know he might just need a couple of runs to get right get his jumping together, but he's, he's got a huge amount of ability. Okay, and looking back in the Albert Bartlett, he was sixth there. Were you, were you a little bit disappointed with that or content on the day? Um, he, he ran okay, just, he, to be honest with you, he's probably not mature enough or ready enough to, you know, it was the first time he'd run in a big field. He'd been running in a small runner, novice hurdle somewhere and winning them, and he wasn't able to do it. He ran a solid, good race, you know, that day, and then went on and won at Perth. Um, couldn't have done anything different to run any better at Cheltenham. He probably just wasn't ready for it, you know. Everyone's got this obsession with Cheltenham that everyone's got to go to Cheltenham, but sometimes young horses like that aren't man enough or ready enough to, to, to win at that stage of their careers. Not saying he won't in two years' time be a smart chaser. And in fairness to him, he seemed to benefit from yeah. Cheltenham in a way because he's gone to Perth and he carried a penalty that day. It was probably quite a good effort. Yeah, and it's not lost on that experience, you know. It's, it's, it's just... Um, Sometimes those, you know, he's been running around in small, small fields, winning them all very easily. Suddenly you get there with a big field and it's all competitive. They're not quite used to it. And another one that's going over fences this season, Paul, that's shown a lot of promise both in bumpers and over hurdles is Flick of Voyo. Flick of Voyo, yeah. Now he's a proper chasing sort of horse by Capguard, same as Clan. He's the same sort of model as Clan. Um, he ran very well at the end of last season. I've won three novice hurdles at early stage of his, the season. Um, I think I won two and three days with him once in October. But he carried 11 stone 12 in this handicap hurdle at Sandown and um, ran very well. Jumping the last year, I thought we were going to win. It, it, it was a good performance. He's a big, strong, scopey horse who I think um, jumping fences will bring out the best in him. Okay, well, that's it, I suppose. He's got up, he got up to a mark in the high 130s over hurdles. He does have a jump to make, but you're hopeful that him, him as a sort, etc., that there's good scope to improve as a, as a chaser? Yeah, well, I always think uh, horses like him that have got a rating of always 
progressed probably 10 or 15 pound over fences because that's their job. And he, he's, he, he could end up being you know, in the high 140s if it all goes the right way, if he jumps well. Big horse, big scopey horse, he's just got to get his jumping together. And um, uh, yeah, he's a lovely, lovely animal. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say he's a grade one horse or anything like that, but he's a horse who under the top level could win plenty of races. Okay. He's just sort of also love placing him winning a sort of three or four nice novice chases. And trip-wise, his best form over hurdles seemed to be around two miles. Would you be happy enough with that, or could yeah, you see well, him staying a bit? He'd definitely get two and a half. There was that a shadow of that. Everything at home suggests he wants two and a half. That we all thought two was a bit sharp for him, but okay. you know, being ridden positively over two. If he, if he's what I call, if he jumps really well, then he he's the sort you could run over two on a stiff track and make plenty of use of him. He'd be fine. Depend on his jumping. And had, was there any temptation to go chasing with him last season, or well, were, you, were you keen to give him the time? We were keen to give him the time. We a big horse. It's not won't be lost on him. I think there's so many horses don't get enough time these days and are rushed a little bit, so he'll have benefited from that. Okay. And the last novice chaser we have to speak about, Paul, is Solo, who came to you with a, with a big reputation, made a very strong start in the Adonis Juvenile Hurdle, perhaps a little bit disappointing thereafter. How do you assess him at the minute? Yeah, um, he, he was good this day, but you know he'd won in Otoy, a novice hurdle, where the forms worked out, and I don't think the form from this race has really worked out. So you never know what you're beating. Um, he did it very well this day, um, but never hasn't sort of really performed since. And he's another who's had a breathing operation in the summer. I thought something was missing last year. You know those horses in their second season with juveniles. He was rated height one fifty nine one time, was the most ludicrous bit of handicapping I've ever seen. Like, you know, they saw something I didn't see. They don't get the horse to have a second run and make an opinion. They should give them these stupid marks. So we were struggling with the stupid handicap marks. So Four-year-olds don't get any allowance anymore against the older horses. So he struggled last year. But I just thought a couple of he travelled really well and never really found. So he's had a breathing off. He's had some time. And I think over fences will bring out the best in him. Okay, would well, he have done plenty of schooling at this Yeah, stage? he jumps great. And he's just going to take a little bit of getting fit. He's just quite a tough, early sort of horse. But he... Um, He's, I think he's done a 135 now, which is quite, I'm sure he's 135. Um, and so he could then start off in a 0 135 novice handicap or something like that. And um, I'm hoping that he'll he'll come back to his best. Okay, and trip-wise, which way would you be thinking uh, about He definitely him? wants a trip. You know, he, he'd probably end up nearer three than two and a half, to be honest with you. Okay. He's never, I mean, that day, we, we, it like, took us all by surprise, to be honest with you. It's, you know, he, 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 he hadn't ever shown that he was... Yeah, and I remember after this reading the paper on Monday, people saying she'd be running the champion hurdle on off the back of this one. I, I was actually smiling to myself and I was seeing all these calls. Are you going to supplement him with the champion hurdle? I'm thinking, why? Yeah, he's a nice horse, and you know we all probably got a bit carried away with that run, to be honest with you. But you, it's often it can happen often. Then you look back a year later and look at a form and think, well, actually that race might have looked visually visually good at one time, but actually in a year that form hasn't quite worked out. So he's got a nice little mark now. To be honest with you, off 135, I sort of might have to keep it in the back of mind and thinking, well, if he's improved for a breathing up and everything else, you might want to stick in one sort of handicap. The great oh, one or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or like something like the, the um, Tote Silver Trophy at Chepstow early in October, 75 grand this year. Yeah, yeah. But I can't see him having ready enough yet. Okay. We'll see where the next okay. month goes. But ultimately, he'll be chasing. Okay. Perfect. Paul, moving on to the novice hurdlers, the next generation. And a, and a very interesting horse is Passa Doble. He very much caught my eye now. Yeah, yeah. Well, he came from Jim Bolduce, who said to me this morning, "Lovely big scopey horse." Tom Malone was mad to buy last year. Um, we bought him, gelded him, made his debut in the Adonis at Kempton, where he was third, because we didn't want to just go and win a novice hurdle at the back end of the season. And he ran very well that day. And um, then we left him until May, and this is his novice hurdle here with Bryony on him. 
in May, and um, those ears pricked. And what I like about him, he's not doing a tap at all. Wings the last look, and then just he's giving him a little tap. You know, when you watch him just get look, look at his quicken up. Woo! Just what you want to see. Yeah, I just got that impression watching the race through, Paul, that he jumped out to make his own running, but he seemed to be having a bit of a look everywhere, and, and Brian, he had to really keep his mind on his job, coming down to his hurdles. Yeah, I mean, you could argue once about cheek pieces on now. He does, everything he does at home, he's looking at I mean, that's, you know, horses like that got plenty of ability. They can be galloping along and looking at everything. And he will get better as he gets experience. We scored him the other morning, and he was really good. But my God, lucky at the second last, he loves to let fly at one. He'd rather go long and have a cut at one than he would to go and go short. Look at him here. Yeah, there. You know, he, he likes doing that. But ultimately, like Bliney said, he, he's one over two. He, he, he probably will want two and a half. He gallops well, but at the same time, you can't do any more than you've done here. So, we, as I said, we kept him a novice. He's had a nice summer, which he will have benefited from. And the plan, he could go for the Persian War at Chepstow in October. It's worth a lot of money this year. Um, if he's ready, that's one option. Or he could go to Kempton two weeks later where there's a listed novices hurdle. Uh, that he can run, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't run him on either if the ground was too quick for him. And you think, looking at him there, he looks like a good moving horse. He's always going to like a bit of nice ground, you think? Yeah. I would think so, and um, you know, there's some great novice hurdles he can run in this year, and um, I, I just, it, it, it's, he's a really interesting horse, and who knows where he might progress to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him when he doesn't have to make his own running as such, when he's got something that... Yeah, I mean, the, do you know what, funny enough, in the Donis, it was a good race that day on his debut, he made a mistake early on, got behind, and then flew home. If he'd have jumped really well that day, he wouldn't have been too far behind some good horses. You would have been gutted then, you wouldn't have had him as an hours for this season. <laughs> well, yeah, so the, the plans worked out quite well, and... Um, you know, like to think that he's a nice horse. Perfect. And looking back to, on some of your bumper performers from last season, Paul, you had you had uh, two particularly nice horses that that uh, I suppose dominated the finish of the Grade Two bumper at Aintree, Nappers Hill, and Stage Stage Star was third behind him that day. The first Nappers Hill. Well, Nappers Hill won three from three. Started off at Chepstow, won quite nicely. Then Megan rode him at Ascot because um, Harry rode Stage Star, um, and I think he beat. At stage star ahead that day um, and, and then he went on we saved him for this race here and um, he, he you know he won very nicely and um, astonishingly turning into the home straight down the final I'm thinking Megan what are you doing and she was so far behind and he just turned in the straight got run around and then he was in front too soon and she just said everywhere she went on him you just say go on then and he's he's there these jockeys can't win can they <laughs> and, and, and you know she, she admitted she did think herself I'm a bit further behind than I want to be but he just picked up so well. And um, he got racing then, Harry got racing on stage soon enough behind him as well, really. So he just got a little tired then, but two exciting horses. And, but Napa's Hill is very interesting. He's got loads of boot. Stage style would want a trip. I think Napa's Hill will win over two. And he could go to Chepstow, the first meeting there, if the ground's safe enough. Otherwise, there's some nice National Hunt Novice Hurdle at Wincanton. Start small and work our way up with him. But he's done a lot of jumping and he's very good and sharp in his jumping. And with Nappers Hill, was there ever any temptation to go hurdly win him last season, or did you always want to give him the... Well, I, I, I said, I collect all these, we, all these bumper horses we've got, and we had a whole heap of them win last year. I, I just, I, I, I don't want to go hurdling with them at four. I'd rather go leave them so they're novice hurdling when they're five in the autumn. So you've got, you know, they have that much more time. So no, we, we never had any plans. The plan was always to be novice hurdling this, this October. And he's an interesting horse. I was looking back through his pedigree and that, and he's bred by the, the great Ronnie O'Leary. Yeah. And he, by, his, by his own sire, uh, Valyrian. Yeah. And uh, you, you guys must have loved him at the sales now because he cost a fair few quid. He did. He's from a good, you know, his damn line's very good and he's from a real good family. And 
yeah, you know, the sire was had me scratching my head a little bit, but I've always thought by the individual and by the nice horse from a nice pedigree, as much as a sire, to be honest with you. And I just loved the way he walked. He wasn't the biggest, but he's very athletic. I don't know, I always think when you get one like that and it turns out good, it's because you're lucky, not because you're clever. And um, he was just a nice type of horse that you, you wouldn't want to leave behind. But we had to give plenty for him, as you say. But anyway, we're I mean, delighted well with him. well apart now. Yeah, delighted with him. It's always easy to say that afterwards, but yeah, he's a nice horse. And trip-wise? I'd start at two. He will get two and a half without a doubt, but he's not short of speed. Okay. And to go back to Stage Star, again, another one that came from the Land Rover sale, the same sale, didn't cost quite as much. But um, he, he was very good at Cheps, though. And going into going into Aintree, like what, what was your feeling? The two of them. It will... I, I just thought Aintree could be sharp enough for him, and it would suit the other horse. But you know, there was nothing between them. Ask, and I knew he was good, so he he ran a real good solid race. You know, um, I just just um, he, he's one he's one who's probably need benefit from more time than Nappers Hill because a big strong horse that summer won't be lost on him. And he, 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 yeah, he'll win over two miles in national hunt, obviously, at Leasy, but he would two and a half would suit him very well. Okay, so they're quite closely matched, the two of them, on their bumper form. If I pinned you now, who would have the higher rating at the end of this coming season? Would you have much between them? I mean, you get, you get a lot of surprises in this game, pleasant surprises. I wouldn't say there's a lot between them. Probably one to be two and one to be two and a half. Uh, possibly Napa's Hill. He's beaten him twice, so, you know, you'd have to say possibly, but. You know, stage car has got a lot of improvement to come yet. Okay, and moving on, Paul, Mr. Glass, not the most optimistic name for a horse, <laughs> you'd have to say. Yeah, um, but look, he, he's by Sholokov. Um, he's won two bumpers, ran very well on his debut at Newby. Great big horse, you know, the, all the time he's ever had going to benefit him. He jumps nicely. He, he definitely wants two and a half miles as well, but, you know, or, or a stiff galloping track. And, um, He's won on very heavy ground at Weatherby on, on quicker ground this day at Haydock. Um, whatever he achieved in bumpers was going to be a bonus, really, and he's exciting horse to go novice hurdling. You know, I keep saying, oh, he's an exciting horse, but if you're never excited about these horses at this stage of the season, you want to give this game up, you've got to have lots of dreams. And, you know, as you can see, nice type of horse. And um, again, another, you know, another year will do him the world of good as well. This time next year, if he's six, go novice chasing, having another summer, he'll be very interesting. Okay, and he, he was two. He went off two to nine this day. Were there slight anxious moments or happy enough? Uh, he, the whole uh, way? It, Graham was probably quick enough that day, but we there was a few none out. But like he, he wasn't doing a whole heap, and you know he just did enough to go and win. I mean, I think sometimes those bumper horses, their first and second runs are quite often their best runs, and if you run them again at the end of the season, they may not necessarily perform or improve. They don't want too too many runs, and he, yeah, he did the job well. He learned a lot this day, and he stuck his head down in one. But he was quite green, as you can see still. Do you know um, who bred him? Sorry. Do you know who bred no, him? I don't know who bred him. Arthur Moore. Did he? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. oh, well, there we are. Yeah, but you know, he's just one that you, he's a nice type of animal that who knows where he could end up. Tripwise. Two and a half, I'd say. Start with he, you know, he he he's, he's got stamina in the pedigree, and he's he gallops and keeps galloping. And the next one, Paul, is Shearer, another horse coming coming from the, the fields of Ireland, uh, the Motherways, Yellowford Farm. Yeah, Shearer, well, he, he, he's, he's a really interesting horse as well. Um, you know, bought and done our system. Now, we buy them as three rods, we'll bid a chasm for a season, pre-trains them with ours, and then and then we run them in the, you know, when they're four in the autumn. So he had a couple of runs, made his debut at Hereford, ran very well, wasn't beat too far, jumped the crossing up the straight and... He just didn't work out, and then he won this day on, on very soft ground. 
Um, he was raw worry. just there too, Paul, wasn't he? Yeah, he is. He's just big green baby. He is, you know, he'll benefit from time. It's all mate there this morning, as you did. He, he looks good. Going to make be a staying chaser one day. He's not going to do anything quick, but he gallops and jumps, you know? Yeah, I suppose what you'd have to love is, despite getting yeah. quite raw and fronty, but he was so powerful, final furlong and through the line. It was desperate ground this day, you know, and he, he, he will improve. And, you know, he, he just struggled a fraction with his breathing last year. That's been corrected. That'll help him. Um, it just needs to, you know, when you see these young horses do this and Galloway, as they get stronger, they get better. And, yeah, he'll be novice hurdling very soon. And tripwise, where do you see him going? He's just like the last horse he'll stay to, you know, I'd say two and a half miles. You know, those sort of horses, two and a half mile maiden at Hurdle on the day, Chapstow or something like that, Exeter would be ideal. And what, was it a big call to run him in the champion bumper? Uh, 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 it didn't do any harm. The owner's like a good day out and he wasn't going to go and, you know, it was going to be harder with a bumper with the penalty. So horses probably had a nice day out. We weren't too hard on him and he'll have done a lot from the day. Yeah, he was only beaten 20 odd lengths, yeah, I yeah. suppose, for, for a raw young horse. Yeah, exactly. He's learned quite a lot, but, um, you know, it, it, it's as I said, the experience won't be lost on him, but, you know, he was never going to be a champion bumper horse. He's, he's, he's you know, he, he's going to be a staying chaser. Okay, Paul, and then to eat some even less exposed ones, a few horses that you've picked up from France in recent times. Yeah. Um, Magistrato was one that definitely caught the eye. Yeah, Magistrato is a nice three-year-old. Um, he is by a cap guard. He was second on his debut um, in Otoy, the third's one since. He looks a lovely horse. He, he, he came over very lean and light and small, but he's had an amazing summer and done one. And seeing him out this morning, he's like a tank now. He goes up that hill three times for a three-year-old like he's not even there. He jumps brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we like him. He's got to do it on the track, you know. Um, but he, he will be ready to go to Chepstow the first meeting, as I call it, the race we like to win, ground permitting. Um, they wouldn't risk him on quick ground. But if the ground's safe and we get some rain, he'll be ready to go there, and then he'll tell us where we go from there. OK, he, he's one that'll enjoy soft ground going forward, it, uh, The French horse, you know, had been used to cutting the ground, but, he, he you know, they don't necessarily, just because they've run around O'Toy or been trained in, deep sand there in, in France doesn't necessarily all mean that, that they, they do actually improve for better ground. So we'll see. But he's a, he's a lovely prospect as he is at the moment. And one I definitely wanted to ask you about was Matterhorn. So I'd, I'd advise any of the viewers to go and watch this race for themselves um, on, his, on debut because this, this, this was quite an eye-catching run. Yeah, it was. He travelled extremely well that day. Um, travelled well, jumped well, it's gone down to that, looking like the winner and literally turned sideways when he made a mistake. And you'd think he's going to drop out and finish fifth or sixth. He sort of recovers and stays on and finishes third. To a very, very good horse, actually, it turned out. Um, probably uh, Porticello, wasn't it? Was that, was that um, the one? Paradiso. Paradiso, yeah. sorry, Paradiso, who then went on and won a... Did he win a great mm, one after yeah. that? So that's good form, and um, he, he looks a very... He will want cut in the ground, he's just needed a little bit of time. But he, he could be a very interesting juvenile as well. And as a type, is he, is he a hurdling type or is he one that down the line will jump a fence, do you uh, think? He's 16-2 now, proper chasing type. Yeah, he's a, he's a real nice horse. And um, a couple of unraced ones, Paul. Uh, Henri II by Sadler Maker, a half-brother to Enrillo, who you know, you know so well. Yeah, well, we've got, you know, it's a job to pick out the bumper horses. I've just picked out a couple for you to follow and you, you, you'd have never, never know from last year. But so we had, we've got about 16 of them that have gone through the system that haven't run yet. He's a very nice horse, as you say, by Saddlemaker, big scopey horse. He is half-brother to Enrilo, so he's from a good family. He does everything right at home. Hopefully he'll go and do what we've seen at home in the bumper like all those youngsters did last year. But he'll be a nice horse for the future. And Paul, another unraced one that's definitely worth mentioning is Hometown Hero. 
Yeah, um, I said I'd pick out two, and just another one that we like is a horse called Whole Town Hero. He's by Bucks Boom, as a sire I really like. He's from a great French family. He does everything really nicely at home with big scopey horse. And um, again, I really look forward to him to making his debut October, November time in the bumper. And Paul, in terms of your established hurdlers, one stands out quite a way, I think, Mon Moral, who just had the most wonderful season last time around. Yeah, Mon Moral is, is, you know, has won five on the bounce now. Um, ended up, we missed Cheltenham with him, which I think was a great thing to do. He, he, he um, won the grade one at Aintree, just travelled extreme, extremely well. Jumped the last strongly and, and galloped on really well to the line. Um, he's a, a good traveller, loads of stamina. Wouldn't show you a great deal at home now. He's not a morning glory, he's just a galloper at home. That's why I sort of think that we've got to make our mind of what we do. I don't really want to go chasing with him too soon because, you know, if it was in the old days, like when our flagship Buberalis, you started off getting £12 allowance now and then it was five at Cheltenham, you, you had more of a chance. And so with Hitman last year, when you're taking on those older horses at levels, it's hard. So at the moment, our plan is to go for the Betfair fighting fifth hurdle at Newcastle at the end of November, early December, to get a handle of where we are. If it was soft, we might even give him a prep race at Wincanton um, in, in the beginning of November, but he would want to be soft there. I wouldn't want to run him on quick ground, but the, the fighting fifth hurdle would be our target. And then we'll know really where we are. I just got a feeling as a four-year-old this year, it's hard because they don't get any help or weight allowances. It's going to be a toughest season. He'll tell us really where we are at Newcastle against some of the others, uh, whether we you know, could ever dream of being a champion hurdle horse. But I just suspect he wants a trip and he could end up being a horse that, you know, we just look after this year and the grade one entry over two and a half miles in the spring would be a great race for him. And then novice chase his time next year. And Paul, looking back at this run at Aintree that we're seeing now, um, just as an outsider watching the horse last season, he, he seemed to be a little bit sparky, if anything, in his early runs. This day he was ridden a little bit more yeah. quietly, he settled beautifully, he did everything right, and it seemed to translate into, into his best performance of the season. Was, uh, I was actually quite surprised to hear you say that he, that he only lobs around the place at home, that he isn't a bit more switched on. Yeah, he was a little bit buzzy to start with, but... Um He's got very laid back now, as you saw this morning, and um, that just comes with maturity and just the way things are, and he finds everything so easy. I think you can easily light him up in a race and have him too handy too soon. I mean, a couple of times we had to make all the running. I think it hayed up pretty well because of the nature of the race and the track, but just I love the way he gallops away from the back of the last. That's what you want to see. Gallops through the line very well. Yeah, no, the, who knows where he could end up? He's very interesting, but I, I'm minded. I want to look after him, you know, because ultimately he's going to be his best when he's chasing, without a shadow of doubt. Yeah, and, and trip-wise, in the fullness of time? He'll stay, he's bred to stay. I've got no doubt about that one day. But, um, you know, we just, you know, we don't want to go too far too soon. And Paul, to finish up, if I had to pin you to one, you're only allowed to keep one horse for the rest of the season. Who's it going to be? No, I won't make it easy for you. It has to be one of the younger horses, and you can only have one. Who one, of the, one of the younger horses. It's interesting, there's so many horses you can pick at, you probably different days, see something different, pick a different one, but a horse I do like that I think will have a good season is Hitman. You know, he's an interesting horse, and, you know, but there are some lovely horses we haven't even mentioned. You know, to pick out 20 of 150 and we've got such a lovely team, it's you know, because I haven't mentioned horses, not because I don't rate them or anything like that, it's just it's impossible to put a list together. As I said, you change it every day when you see different things every day. And that's brilliant, Paul. Thanks very much for your time. I'm sure everyone watching this will really have enjoyed your insights and will join me in wishing you the very best of luck for the upcoming season. It should be very exciting. Yeah, always exciting, but thank you very much indeed.